I've been waiting 23 years to say that. You know what I randomly remembered today from while we were in college? What? I remember at one point, uh, I think it was the health center on camp. Of course, the health center on campus always had free condoms. But I think at one point they had like black ones. <laughs> And oh I, yeah and i remembered today using those and how weird it was to look down at my dick and it was just completely black i still think it's hilarious <laughs> that as a marketing ploy kiss made gene simmons condoms and the and tongue I, was the whole yeah, length right yeah so like imagine having like gene like the demon's face like at the end of your shaft like <laughs> that's attached to your body and then the tip is just his long tongue <laughs> oh god that's funny it's it's almost more disturbing than the time i asked someone I was like what would happen if you like you got your woman to tattoo a rabbit's face on their vagina and you tattooed your dick to look like a carrot <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if they broke up though Oh, that would be a great story, though. I suppose it would. I mean, uh, the, th girl, the girl would probably have an easier time. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, because whoever gets with the guy, like, he takes his pants off, and it's like, oh my god, your dick has jaundice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. So, <laughs> this is uh, the FBI's <laughs> Most Unwanted. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Justin. <laughs> Obviously, we're off to a great start, uh, especially considering uh, today we're talking about hell money, which has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. I mean, it could. I mean, it could, but um, this is uh, season three, episode 19, uh, directed by Tucker Gates, a name I don't remember seeing up to this point, and I'm not sure if he comes back or not. And also written by a fella named Jeff Vlaming, another name I don't recognize. Um, originally aired March 29th, 1996, and has some uh, recognizable guest stars. Yeah, three. That was like, holy shit. <laughs> yep. B.D. Wong as Detective Glenn Chow. Lucy Liu, a very young Lucy Liu, in fact, as Kim Sin. And James Hong as the hard-faced man. Yeah, the like I remember, like I, I had to look it up because I was like Lucy Liu and BD I knew right away, and James Hong I only knew from I couldn't remember his name, but the only name I could remember, the only movie I've seen that I distinctly remember him from is. Um, in Little China. In Little China, yeah. Um, well, yeah, James Hong is <clears throat> not necessarily a, he was also in Airplane and he was in Blade Runner. He's, um, 
a character actor. He is a, I call character actors, he's a that guy actor. You're like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Isn't he, I just got rid of it, but I feel like he was, I could be wrong. I might be thinking of a different um, actor, uh, but I feel like he was the one in like, yeah, he is. He's like the dick, uh, the dick prophet, uh, uh, like scientist in the later Jurassic Park films. Oh Bill. yeah, I have. I've only seen those maybe once. <laughs> well, th- well, I mean like the Jurassic World film. Oh, I've never say. seen yeah. any of the Jurassic World. He also, uh, interestingly enough, he's a voice actor too. He was in uh, Mulan, the Jackie Chan Adventures, Kung Fu Panda, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, he's pretty prolific. His chances are people have seen him in stuff. And then you have Lucy Liu. <laughs> Lucy Liu, who is, of course, super... And she's so young, she's almost, like, unrecognizable. Like, I'm just so used to what she looks like in the modern day that when she's that young... She's one of those people um, that, like, looked different when they... I don't know how to describe it. Just some people don't look the same when they get older as they do when they're really young. So. If it's funny because I saw a photo of her from Kill Bill and I was just like and you can definitely see distinct differences mm-hmm. like just enough where she could be a different a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, like but yeah I can understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So this one is pretty interesting. It stems from uh, three separate ideas kind of brought together into one. Uh, the first one is a pyramid scheme involving body parts, a lottery in a small town, and I feel like I'm going to fucking sneeze right into the mic, so if I do, everybody, I'm sorry, but I have this itch in my it was, nose. And it was aliens. It might be. The cor- uh, and the corporate beings assembling the destitute in Chinatown because this episode is set entirely within uh, San Francisco's Chinatown district. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else interesting about the behind the... uh, Not really. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't filmed in San Francisco's Chinatown. It was filmed in Vancouver's Chinatown where... Most things are filmed. Canada. (laughs) Hooray. And after filming wrapped, Michael Yama, who uh, was the actor playing Mr. Sin, who is one of the main characters, and Lucy Liu were both asked to re-record their dialogue, excuse me, using Cantonese accents. I guess they hadn't used Cantonese accents originally. They just spoke in their regular speaking voices okay so this one's a little weird so it starts out kind of creepy and weird uh in san francisco's chinatown we meet a chinese immigrant named johnny low he goes into his apartment and he is met there by someone who tells him to quote pay the price and he gets overwhelmed by three figures wearing shigong shigong i 
hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm going to butcher every Chinese word. I don't mean to. Uh, Xigong masks. Um, and then later on, a security guard finds those three dudes near a crematory oven. And Johnny Lowe is being burned alive in that crematory, which is a really horrible death. Uh, it's one of the, it's uh, re rewatching him for the like the set for the second time and still being like so why didn't I understand the cop just went mm -hmm. to the oven first but I feel like he would have should have gone for the mask guys first instead of just saunter over towards the oven be like why is the oven on when three guys in masks are just There's hiding in the shadows and it's a crematorium like clearly those dudes shouldn't be there he should be like hey stop yeah guys you know um and so for reasons uh Mulder and Scully come in to investigate Johnny Lowe's death which is the latest in a series of these burnings going on in Chinatown and for some friggin reason I don't quite understand. Mulder thinks these people are being burned alive by ghosts. <laughs> and yeah, he, uh, Mulder, go, Mulder goes to some weird places with this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it at the end of this episode. Uh, Scully thinks there is a cult for, again, some reason, something about um, the figure, the the the. I want to call it kanji, but that's Japanese. I, I'm not sure of the right word for the, the symbol that is etched into the crematory wall or something like that. I think it, I think you might be right. I think it is kind of like a, a kanji. Yeah. So uh, that's what the, yeah, there's, there's just another word for it in Chinese that I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a Chinese symbol that Mulder interprets as having something to do with ghosts and Scully interprets having something to do with a cult. <laughs> and so they meet B.D. Wong's character, Glenn Chow, who is Chinese-American. He works with the police department and he works in Chinatown. And... <laughs> Uh, Mulder and Scully seem to think that he's going to be super helpful in communicating with the Chinese American immigrants or the Chinese immigrants. And he's basically like, hi, no, like I'll I'm... do what I can, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Basically I'm as white as you are because they're actually Chinese immigrants and I'm American born Chinese. They don't think of me as Chinese at all so like I can see where I'd be your best bet or where you would think I would be your best bet but no <laughs> <laughs> um so chow oh here's why that's right chow the the character actually the Chinese character actually means ghost I just found the the thing where it says that's the translation so that's why Mulder that, which is a fucking stretch, having the Chinese character for ghost written inside the oven so Mulder thinks it's a ghost. Yeah. Ooh, so, spooky ghost. Oh, he's a big spooky ghost. <laughs> this is ectoplasm. 
And Mulder also finds a scrap of burned paper in the ashes, which uh, Chow identifies as hell money, which is a symbolic offering to deceased spirits, which also has to do with ghosts. Uh, so Mulder again, Mulder again is like, oh yeah, ghosts. It's all so ghosts. They go to Johnny Lowe's apartment, and apparently he has a bunch of charms there. Uh, a dried frog. Dried frog, stuff like that. Um, and they find bloodstains underneath his brand new carpet. So they're like, oh, he something went on here. Meanwhile... We meet Mr. Sin, who is taking care of his daughter, Kim, Lucy Liu, who has leukemia. And to pay for her treatments, Sin is going to this underground lottery where you pay and you can either win money or lose a body part or an organ, depending on these little tiles that they pull out of these vases. And one man wins the lot. I, I, did you understand how they quote unquote win the lottery? Like I don't, there's quite... a, there's a very specific, like, so basically there's a, the, the first one, there's a jar is... with everyone puts their names. That's into. the names. Okay. Yeah. And then the second one is, is they the... put in a gold, a chip of some sort. That's how you win the money. That's the, the win the money, so... but it's among everything else that's supposed to be, um, different body parts. Yep. So basically, in this very first scene, Sin, Mr. Sin, he doesn't win. Another man's name is pulled out of the first vase, uh, and he selects a bad tile out of the second vase, and they find his body the next day, and it's all like cut up. It has incisions and everything. And when Mulder, uh, Mulder, when Scully goes to perform the autopsy, she finds that he's missing several body parts, actually. He's sold several organs, and his last one is the one... It Was his heart? Was yeah, his, his heart? heart was the last... Yeah. His heart was the last and that's one, why and then he's they replaced dead. it with... They, did, they replaced with the it with live a frog. frog. <laughs> yeah, so... And the live frog uh, comes out from between the sutures on his chest. Which, I feel bad for the frog. It just sucks. Yeah. I mean, you find out because it's mentioned when they first find it, uh, when they first find like the dry frog that the it's a symbol for luck and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they take it to be, I'm just gonna call him by his yep to Chow want to Chow, and they're like, well, so you say this is all about uh, like prosperity and wealth and stuff, and we found this in a body cavity. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, look, I, I told you, like, I really can't help you. Like, the whole local community is nothing but but silence. Like, they won't even talk to me. And despite that, Chow finds some information that leads him to Mr. Sin. And it's basically that Mr. Sin is a carpet layer and he installed the new carpet over the blood stain in Johnny Lowe's apartment. 
when they go and reach go to him, he already had played the game once and, and lost yeah, an has, eye. Yep, he has an eye patch. And his daughter, you know, was like, Dad, what happened to your eye? And he's like, oh, uh, accident, uh, uh, a carpet tack flew into my eye. And she doesn't believe him at all, basically. But what is she going to do? Like, she can't figure out anything to the contrary. And so they're in Mr. Sin's apartment. And... They ask him some questions about Johnny Lowe's apartment, and he's basically just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, somebody called me, said, show up at the this address, lay down the carpet, and no one will be home, and then y- you can leave, and we'll pay you. And uh, Chow, Mulder and Scully leave the apartment. Mulder finds a little tile in Mr. Sin's apartment. And he walks out and he shows the tile to Scully. And Chow is staying behind having some sort of heated discussion with Mr. Sin. And when he comes out, Mulder's like, hey, what was that all about? And Chow is like, oh, uh, he has some boards over his back window. Uh, That's a, a fire code violation. So I was just telling him he has to take those down or he's gonna get a fine or whatever. Um, so, well, they're, they're, they're like saying that, like, even though they are told that, uh, um, Mulder is already just like, it's like, no, nah, that's not what happened. Like mm-hmm. he's already suspicious in general. He's right. Like, I guess we're just going to have to start tailing this guy until we see what actually happened. <laughs> Yeah, so Chow leaves, he goes back to his own apartment, and those three dudes in the masks show up, and they attack him, and Mulder and Scully find out that he's in the hospital, and they go to go see him in the hospital, but he's missing. He's gotten up and left. And so, meanwhile, uh, back at Mr. Sin's apartment, um... James Hong shows up, the hard-faced man. He is one of the people in charge of the lottery. And Mr. Sin is basically just like, look, I don't want to be in this lottery anymore. I've got to take care of my daughter. I can't keep, like, giving up my organs. I'll find some other way to get money. And the hard-faced man is like, "Uh, sorry, like, you can't break the rules. You have to keep participating because apparently once you're in you can't leave which is so i hate those kind of rules but it's like Mm -hmm. the obvious like well obviously the hard-faced man has people that if he refuses to show they'll just show up anyway and take him away right basically anybody basically we this is where we find out that the people that are being burned alive are the people that are leaving the lottery if you leave they show up and they throw you in the fire and you die. So Sin is forced to go back to the lottery. And this is when... A story about a girl. <laughs> this is a story of a girl. God damn you. I hate you so much now. Oh my God. I... Oh God. Um, 
Booyah. Yeah, so Mulder and Scully basically find out that the blood on the floor in Johnny Lowe's apartment, that the carpet was laid over, belonged to Chow. And so obviously it was Chow that called Mr. Sin and was like, hey, show up and put carpet over these bloodstains. Um... And so, yeah, and then they decide... Oh, yeah, and then that's when they... Yeah, so they're following uh, Mr... Or they're following Detective Chow. Well, first they actually go... They try to visit Mr. Sin, but only his daughter is home. Because Sin is back at the lottery. And back at the lottery, he selects the heart tile. And... Chow shows up, and... He, Mulder and Scully see him go in and Chow is basically like, hey, like, leave Mr. Sin alone. He has a daughter with leukemia. Like, leave him alone or I'm basically going to shut this lottery down and turn you all in. And they, a big fight, you know, um, you know, a big fight, an argument ensues and Chow knocks over he flips the table that's got the vases on it and they break and this is when we find out that all the tiles in the jar are body part tiles they never put the golden tile that supposedly means the money into the vase they're just conning people into a black market body part trade uh with the the lie that they could win money and uh yeah so <laughs> chow is like holy crap i gotta go get mr sin and he storms into the room where they're gonna have the surgery going on and he shoots the hard-faced man or he shoots at the hard-faced man anyway and i Mulder's... thought he hit him because oh, yeah mean, he, he hit him yeah like in but... the shoulder yeah not fatally but at this point, before Chow can, you know, kill anybody or whatever, Mulder and Scully burst in and they arrest everybody. And the ending scene is they interrogate the hard-faced man. And the hard-faced man is like, yeah, yeah fine. Like, I'm going to get out of here. No one is going to talk against me. No one's going to say anything. Everyone, it's a code of silence. I'll get out of here. You have no evidence that any of this took place, the lottery will continue. And Mulder and Scully get out of the room with him, and they're basically like, yeah, uh, I guess everybody, like, no one is turning evidence against him. They're too afraid. But Mr. Sin, he goes to the hospital, and his daughter actually gets on a legitimate organ donor list so that she can survive her leukemia. And... Chow disappears, and the last scene is him waking up in the oven to be burned alive. And that's the end of Hell Money. All ends well. All's well that ends well. Yep. I mean, this episode was fine. I, I like this episode a lot. Um, I, I found just, like, minor things were, were kind of made me laugh, like when they find out the game is rigged. Uh, mm -hmm. And everyone just starts running for the money, but no one's angry. And the main guy, the like the guy who's running it, yeah, is just standing there like a dumbass, just like, um, cool. <laughs> oh, oh, what happened? Oh no! 
Um, <laughs> but overall, I like I like everyone. Like it was a, it was a pretty strong one. I have a question for you, and I don't know if this is me just kind of reaching, but the with with a uh, with the hard face man, mm-hmm. is he because everyone that's in like the main bad guys and the collective, they all have kind of names like the sharp dressed man and oh yeah, no man. he's he's not. I think okay. those those types of names are. Sort of. I mean, mostly it's it's syndicate syndicate people who have those names, but in this case, it's just a a fill in for. Apparently, nobody bothered to give this character any other name. Like it seems like they okay. just the writer was like, yeah, that's essentially it. Like they just call him the hard faced man because he's like this very stern looking dude that the writer didn't attribute any real name to. <laughs> So, alrighty, I figured that was the case, so I wanted to make sure. Yeah, uh, this episode is a good episode of a regular cop show, but kind of not a great episode of the X Files, in my opinion. Yeah, like even though originally Mulder thinks there's a ghost, and this is one of the rare episodes where Mulder is totally wrong. There's also nothing supernatural or otherworldly going on here there's some superstitious beliefs from an immigrant community involved but that could also i mean this could just as easily be an episode of csi you know what i mean yeah it the part where they kind of where they kind of explained where the ghost theory comes from where the first guy that they show who's getting uh operated on like he sees like like Uh-oh. ghosts kind of deal you got me yep there you are you're there now you froze for a okay. sec yeah i was just saying yeah i was just surgery done and he kind of is thinking or he drinks and he sees like the quote unquote ghosts mhm um but that's about it everything else is just more of a just yeah, just a cop show kind of like I I've seen this on Criminal Minds and CSI and Law and Order, like mm-hmm. underground body underground body snatching and body organs. It's just it's a run of the mill kind of episode. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think this one is like it's it's good, but if I had to rank it as an X Files episode. It's like a B minus for me. I would say roughly about a B minus for me as well. Yep. Okay. Well, the next episode is one I've been looking forward to for a long time. And it's one of the series best episodes. It's an episode I think you're going to like a lot. Jose Chung's from Outer Space. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I just saw the screenshot when I went to Hulu and after it was done, I'm just like, just remind, I just remember like, oh yeah, that's the episode that's next. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it has some notable guest stars. I'll only give away one of them. Uh, two of them are, go- I'm going to save for a surprise because you're going to laugh your ever loving ass off when you see them. But the main guest star 
Charles Nelson Riley was a mighty oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes! Charles Nelson Charles Riley. Riley. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. It's a great one, and we'll talk about that one next time. Jose Chung's from Outer Space. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> later, everyone. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth, Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.